Mason watched as Ava was escorted out of the danger zone and toward the staging area. She'd finally texted him 15 minutes earlier, stating that she was fine and the shooter was down. Recent reports had the shooter dead with his own bullet in his brain. The staging area had settled into an organized arena of police, EMS, and fire departments working as a team to address the needs of the exiting shoppers. Five ambulances had left with victims, two still breathing, three not. Her gaze instantly found him, as if she heard his thoughts across the crowd. Relief flowed out of him again. He'd known she was safe, but tension had woven its ugly fingers through his spine as he waited. She said something to the officer escorting her, who eyed Mason and then replied. The officer pointed to the coffee shop, and Ava gave an answering nod. Mason had watched some victims being led to the coffee shop to be interviewed. She pushed through the crowd of uniforms. She's all right. A smile curled her lips as she drew closer, and for the hundredth time, he was struck dumb by how lucky he was to go home to her every night. Mine. She strode with the poise of a woman with confidence. Strands of her dark hair had come loose from her ponytail, and she had blood splattered across her legs, but he focused on her dark blue eyes. She was never glamorous. She had girl-next-door looks that were enhanced by a sharp brain and dry sense of humor. The perfect woman for him. She moved into his arms and clutched him tight, her face in his neck. He felt her chest expand and slowly deflate with a long, slow exhalation. The smell of sunshine on hair and skin wafted across his nose, and he gripped her tighter. His eyes started to burn, and he rubbed a knuckle across one, blinking rapidly. Damn it. Her torso vibrated with a low laugh. Not funny, he said. I didn't know what was going on in there. She pulled back to meet his gaze, her dark eyes calm. I know. It wasn't easy to put what I knew you were thinking out of my head. What happened? His toes curled in his boots as he listened to her story. You could have left. She lifted a brow at him. Or not. He got it. He needed to let her do what was right. Didn't mean he couldn't worry. I have another debriefing, and I'm starving. What are you supposed to be doing? She asked. They're pulling together a task force to review statements, video, and every scrap of evidence to figure out why this happened. Ray and I have been assigned to it, but they're still figuring out the best place to set it up. For now, I'm helping taking statements until they find a location. Ray's already taking some in there. He nodded at the coffee bar. That's my destination. He took her hand and led her across the parking lot. It no longer mattered how late he worked today. She was safe. Ava sat at a table in the mall's coffee bar. The employees were gone except for two managers who'd asked to stay and brew free coffee. Plastic cups holding iced coffee and thick green straws sat on every table. The staging coordinator had designated the shop as a temporary interview station, and rattled shoppers waited in nervous groups to give statements. At the next table, Mason interviewed the older man from her yoga class who'd been in the bathroom with the shooter. He was focused on the witness, listening closely as he made careful notes in his perfect printing. He glanced her way, and she understood his need to have her in his line of sight for a few hours.
She'd felt horrible when she spotted the missed texts and calls from Mason on her cell phone, fully aware of his terror and anger last spring when a serial killer had kidnapped her, believing Ava belonged to him. She still jerked awake out of nightmares to confirm she wasn't sinking to the bottom of a river in the killer's van. Now Ava didn't know when either she or Mason would get to leave the scene. Every time she turned around, one of the incident commanders had just a few more questions. Ava had downed a grande iced coffee and a scone and tried not to talk with her mouth full. She looked patiently at the Washington County sergeant across from her. His mustache triggered 1970s porn music in her head, but his voice made her want to watch a western. I think we're done.